Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. In the fall of 1834, a man living in what is now Garrett County invited the son of a well-known eastern publisher to visit and go hunting. They found a paradise of grouse, woodcock, squirrels, mountain hare, wild turkey, and deer. But the elk were gone. So were the buffalo that once roamed the hills. Panthers and bobcats were scarce. And strangest of all, there were no bears. Only 30 years earlier, western Maryland had teemed with black bears. The visitor didn't know it, but the reason for the bear's disappearance was still prowling the hills. He was a man just then in his mid-fifties, clad head to toe in buckskin and moccasins, with a rifle over his shoulder and a long knife in his belt. His name was Meshach Browning. He'd been born in Frederick County in 1781 to a poor farmer who died just two weeks after his birth. His mother tried to move the family to Allegheny County, but along the way the wagon lost a wheel and went crashing down rocky sidelong hill with young Meshach still aboard. Somehow, mangled and stunned, he lived through it. His mother then gave him up to a friendly aunt and uncle who took him out past Cumberland. But the aunt soon turned physically and verbally abusive. To escape her, young Meshach took to the woods. He hunted raccoon and bobcats and traded their fur for a heavier rifle. Farmers paid him a dollar a day to shoot the squirrels that were ravaging their corn. In 1795, he brought down his first deer. Shortly thereafter, he shot a panther said to be 11 feet long. He met a girl, Mary McMullen, three years younger than he was, and killed his first bear, perhaps to impress her. They married and settled on a squatter's farm until the owner chased them off. With an infant daughter, they settled near Bear Creek, a tributary of the Yockagany River. The Bear Creek glades were filled with game. All we had to do, Browning said, was rise, slay, and eat. The family made a life in the wilderness that always revolved around the hunt. When the crops failed one summer, Meshach shot panthers and wolves for the bounty. Soon he was staying out weeks at a time, hunting everything, but especially bears. Bears appealed to him. They were noble and courageous even when outnumbered. Dogs and bullets wouldn't bring them down. He began picking fights with bears just for the fun of it. Once, he freed a bear caught in a wolf trap. I struck him in the ear as hard as I could, and turned his head around, Meshach said. He then became mad and rose on his hind feet to rake my face or neck, but I struck him in the pit of the stomach, which seemed to double him up. He was now in earnest, and came again up to the attack. Browning eventually killed the bear with his knife, but people began to doubt his sanity. His wife was sure a bear would kill him one day, and when he jumped from behind a tree to tackle another bear, his brother-in-law, who saw him do it, said he was crazy. Friends implored him to quit that foolishness of fighting with a knife after a bear crippled one of his sons, but he only got worse. He began hunting bears in the winter, crawling into their dens. Once in the tight quarters of a bear's cave, he fired his rifle and shuffled out of the hole with my head on fire, he said. He put it out with handfuls of snow. In 1839, Mary Browning died. The life seemed to go out of Meshach. That fall he killed his last bear, and two years later his last deer. He was then 60 and beginning to fail, but another reason he left the hunt was the scarcity of game. He'd killed most of it himself. By conservative estimates, after thousands of hunts, Meshach Browning alone had killed nearly 400 bears, more than 2,000 deer, 50 panthers and cougars, and scores of wolves and bobcats. In 1859, as he lay dying of pneumonia in his 79th year, he overheard one of his sons at his bedside say that the chestnuts were abundant that autumn, a glow came over the old hunter's face. He roused himself and said, The bears will be there. But the black bears were gone. 
It would be 125 years before, under the protection of state laws, they returned to Western Maryland.